I'm Dennis Estopasi of the Business Mirror, and this is the Broderlook Podcast. Welcome to Food Safety Friday, a segment of the Business Mirror BM Broderlook Podcast that seeks to raise awareness on food safety. This podcast is brought to you by the Building Safe Agricultural Food Enterprises, or the BSAFE, project by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The BSAFE project is implemented by Winrock International in the Philippines in cooperation with the Department of Agriculture and the Food and Drug Administration. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the organizations they represent. Today's podcast will try to answer the question, Who pays for food safety? Before we go on with the story, we ask a few people on their purchasing habits on food. Oh, sige, Ate Lily, bakit sa palengke ka pumibili, hindi sa grocery? Siyempre, sa palengke, nakakatawad ka pa. Sa grocery, na, may price na, hindi mo nababawasan yun. Ayun. Oh, oh. sa palengke, pwede kang tumawad kahit ano. Tsaka yung bilihin, yung Saka presyo. Tsaka makakapili ka pa ng gusto mo. Pero sa palengke, hindi mo alam kung malinis ba yun o ano. Siyempre malinis. Ba- saan, saan mo binabata yung ganong tiwala? Ano gusto mo? Mga gulay, lahat, o isda, o ano, siyempre. Bay, ano? suki ka na? Oo. Ayun. O, tita, bak- bakit sa palengke ka kay Bob? Uwibili. Uh, hindi sa grocery. Mas malapit. Tsaka? Tsaka ano to? Kaya lang, mahal Medyo mahal din. Medyo mahal din kasi malapit. Akong sa grocery. Kar grocery medyo mahal. Malayo eh. Pero ganun din ang presyo. Ganun din. O diba? Mamamasay ka pa. Balot! Balot! For me, it's more convenient to buy here instead of going to wet market because uh, uh, of course during this pandemic we have to make sure that all the food that we buy and we eat uh, uh, pass the quality control and sanitation procedure and at the same time we can choose different varieties of meat or any products and when it comes to the meat of course you can choose different kinds of cut and uh, the accurate weighing of the uh, the food that you're going to buy that begs the question no dapat ba may premium ang safety ng pagkain do we have to pay for it or is it already a given we welcome back again Ziggy Felonco of Winrock International. He works as their food safety risk assessment specialist. From the last episode, we had an interesting discussion with him on food safety. So from our last episode, I did tell that food safety is everyone's responsibility. And um, food safety and quality are basic human rights. Again, everybody eats. But why are we perceiving food safety as something for the elite na mahal maging safe? But Ziggy, who should be investing nga ba sa food safety? Well, personally, I think that since we are all responsible for food safety, an equal distribution of investment should be made. So yung consumers, 
food manufacturers and the government should all invest on food safety through the effective use of their resources. So to know, to ensure, and to regulate food safety respectively. You mentioned uh, the government, the policymakers, no? Uh, Ziggy, how do they impact food safety and how does that translate to the country's economics? Alright, so this one I actually asked to our chief of party, so Dr. Ramon Carete. Hi, Sir Ramon, if you're listening. So he's an agroeconomist and knows pretty much the ins and outs of agriculture and economics. So first, if food is primary, then the agencies under the Department of Agriculture should be responsible. So pag primary, uh, those are your farms, your um, animal husbandry uh, establishments. No? So secondly, if food is processed, then that should be the concern of the Food and Drugs Administration. What should be pushed now is for these regulatory agencies to ensure enforcement of the respective standards. That is, uh, the F- uh, Food and Drug Administration to issue certificate of product registration and license to operate if the processor meets its regulatory standards, or a food safety regulatory agency at the Department of Agriculture, such as your Bureau of Plant Industries, Bureau of Animal Industries, National Meat Inspection Service, not issuing the appropriate trade-related permits to producers of primary food products if the latter don't meet their standards. So these licenses, these permits, basically restricts the markets or the trade of goods if people are not compliant. So moreover, Dr. Clarete says that the benefit of consuming food is the value of life years saved of consumers without recourse of using medicines to address health issues. Uh, that, in epidemiological terms, is the disability-adjusted life years or DALI, D-A-L-Y. Now, if food is safe, consumers are avoiding morbidities which shorten their total life years. And say food is a silent killer, which an individual person will realize at their old age typically. So thus, if the person has the good habit of consuming seafood, then quietly he or she is maximizing his life years. That translates to better economic activity. So same can be said about animals and plants. And say feeds translate to diseases animals, which in turn reduce the productivity of the animals. Crop yields are reduced as well after plants ingest toxic substances. Additionally, these diseases or toxicity will turn, will in turn be ingested by humans as they consume the meats and plants. Thus, not only does the economy lose in agriculture, but also suffer from reduced life years due to unsafe food. So the problem now with unsafe food or feed or the toxicity of plants is that they have long-term adverse effects. It is not urgent, but through the years, they can be costly. Because it is not urgent, the enforcement of consuming safe food or ensuring that livestock consume safe feeds and plants are not ingesting toxic substances tends to be weak. So Ziggy, you gave, a, uh, gave us the broader picture of the ecosystem, right? That, yeah. But our economy is also connected with other economies. So what's the role of our trading or our trading partners here? Alright. So I'll again be quoting Dr. Clarete here. So Doc Mon, hi. So anyway, so food safety concerns are actually integral to trade. Um, we won't consider them as barriers. Or well, some some do consider them as barriers, no? 
Anyway, trading partners have the responsibility of ensuring enforcement of regulatory and their own market standards. So passing unsafe food in the market is going to be costly for these traders. But because of the lack of urgency of the adverse impact of consuming unsafe food, some traders may not be pushed hard to enforce the regulatory standards. Particularly if enforcement calls for additional expense. Mahal magregulate. They may even be more encouraged to enforce their market standards since the latter are linked to the trademarks they hold of their food products. So for example, no, uh, Dr. Clarete uh, cited as an example that some traders buy products of salt processors such as, let's say, coconut sap sugar and consolidate them without ensuring if these products have certificate of product registrations or are processed by companies with license to operate. What is more important to them, or for them, is that the coconut sap sugar bear the very features for which they are called so. So traders help in maximizing the food trade if they help process or meet regulatory standards as well. Sorry. Also, market standards are buyer-specific. Not all market standards are food safety-related, but they are standards alright, and the buyer issuing those market standards should be responsible in enforcing them. So Ziggy, based on how Dr. Clarete uh, responded, it seems that trading partners should also bear a responsibility on food safety, correct? Um, yes, I believe so too, no? And um, it's a matter of commitment. Uh, in a real-life setting, kasi, uh, food manufacturers cannot just outright comply to standards. Again, it still entails investment. Especially if it's a market-driven one, no? Um, a market-driven standard could uh, have na a certain pH ng produkto, kailangan ganito, and um, similar things like that. So, support must be given if there is an intent of ensuring safety. No? Especially for certain standards na ang intent naman talaga is bare minimum na safety, minimum siya, no? So, when you think about it, it's sometimes dubious when markets suddenly impose standards which for the longest time were not present. So, honestly, the best way they could provide or the best thing that they could provide is to at least facilitate compliance. That was Ziggy Falonko of Windrock International with some quotes from the Chief of Party of the Be Safe Project, Dr. Ramon Clarete. After this break, we'll be discussing the part of the food industry in ensuring food safety. This podcast is brought to you by the Building Safe Agricultural Food Enterprises, or the BSAFE, project by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The BSAFE project is implemented by Winrock International in the Philippines in cooperation with the Department of Agriculture and the Food and Drug Administration. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the organizations they represent. Welcome back to Food Safety Friday, a segment of the Business Mirror BM Brotherhood podcast. Let's continue our conversation on food safety with Mr. Ziggy Felonco of Winrock International. So Ziggy, about, uh, how about the business owners, the ones who produce and add value to food? What's their part in food safety? They play a crucial role in food safety. So um, I think this was mentioned in the last episode, no? 
they have the somewhat of an ultimate responsibility. I'm doing air quotation marks here now. Hindi, syempre, hindi makikita ng mga listeners natin. But anyway, um, since they have an economic benefit from selling food, kaya napunta sa kanila yung tag na ultimate responsibility. Kasi nga, ikaw yung may makukuha. May makukuha ang benta from selling food. Therefore, you should have the responsibility for food safety. So, that being said, they should have an adequate control of food safety risk which depends on their ability to understand, establish, and follow effective food control systems. Both the primary producers, or the farms, and the secondary producers, or the food manufacturers, must comply to regulations on food safety at a minimum. They should not wait for a regulatory agency or a consumer complaint to ensure the safety of their products. Kasi yung eh, waiting game na, Hanggang may mag-complain, saka lang sila mag implement ng corrections no? or mag-comply sa standard. So having that ultimate responsibility, again, air quotation marks, for ensuring food safety, ang mga business owners are not excused no? uh, from complying to food safety. And of course, since sila yung may ultimate responsibility, does not that does not necessarily mean na excuse din yung consumers sa pagiging mindful of food safety. So, so what about consumers? What what what's their role in food safety? Well, for one, uh, they need to be aware of food safety and the controls on food safety. No? So uh, some consumers are pretty much aware of what their rights are in terms of food safety, no? But some kasi, ang napaperceive nila, ay, given na yan eh. Andiyan naman na yung, andiyan yung produkto, nakapagbenta siya. Therefore, safe yan. No? So, but that aside, I've actually noticed no, in social media that a lot of consumers don't know the proper process of complaints in their purchased food products. Say, for example, may nakitang something sa pinurchase na food, no? Post agad sa social media, nagiging trial by public without proper investigation. So, we need kasi yung proper investigation since a lot of your food safety concerns can happen at any point along the food supply chain. Baka yung concern mo nangyari pala sa distribution center or sa supermarket, hindi naman necessarily sa manufacturer. So, anong nangyayari kasi, pag pinost ka agad sa social media, automatic yung manufacturer ka agad yung may sala. No? So, aside from that, it causes panic with people. No? Kasi, yung tao, kala niya, same, may same product siya. Tapos itatapon niya rin kaagad dahil, ay, nakita ko to sa social media, ito daw yung may amag pag binuksan mo, no? Eh, in most cases, isolated lang naman yung complaint. Sometimes, no, you think out of cloud lang talaga yung mga complaints na ito sa social media. So, basically, the proper way to do it is to simply tell the manufacturer directly yung complaint. Don't shame them. If nagkaroon ng foodborne illness, still don't shame them. No? Raise the complaint to the proper authorities. So, hindi po lahat ng complaint ay kay FDA or kay City Health Office or sa DTI or sa DA. As consumers, we should be mindful of where to address our concerns. Otherwise, it cause a lot of unnecessary trouble. But aside from being aware as consumers, we also play an important role in creating a data on food safety. So, yun na rin siguro yung magiging investment din natin sa food safety, no? With the proper information campaigns from manufacturers and government, consumers can provide a profile for food safety that can help in better policy making. 
So say for example, if you had a foodborne illness, properly report it to at least your local health units. Wag yung magsa-self-medicate kayo and gumaling nga kayo, pero the mere fact na nagkasakit kayo exists. No? So hindi na report siya, hindi siya nakaka-capture. No? And if you have complaints, report it to the proper channels. No? So actually, yun lang naman yung hinihinging investment, if you think about it, from consumers in terms of food safety that you provide information, that you provide the data. No? Sometimes I think these things are actually should be part of basic education. No? So I hope it's something that I can consider later on placing in the curriculum. Okay, thank you, Ziggy, for that. No? Uh, with all this in mind, uh, what do you think are the economic costs if we do not abide with food safety rules and standards? Well, the quick answer is a lot. Ang dami. Madaming, madaming cost, madaming burden, especially in economics, ang maging resulta ng pag, ang hindi pagsunod sa food safety rules and standards. No? Okay? So the major ones are actually market limitations and the other one is would be on strain on healthcare. So globally, there are standards on food safety that nations can adapt. This is put together by the Codex Alimentarius Commission, CAC. So this is a joint commission of the World Health Organization, or WHO, and the Food and Agriculture Organization, or FAO, of the United Nations. Now, um, since United Nations, countries refer to this when creating policies on food safety. So if you are a manufacturer or producer, or if a manufacturer or producer is unable to comply to a globally accepted food safety standard, they lose their market to most of the world. Kasi nga, again, inadapt siya. Itong mga standards na to, inadapt ng ibang bansa. So, therefore, nagiging, ano sila, standards ng ibang bansa. Okay? So, meanwhile, if foods did not comply to food safety standards and were just allowed to be freely distributed in markets, there are risks of foodborne illness in the population. So, uh, sabi mo nga, um, kailangan ko makabente. So, benta ko na lang to kahit hindi naman compliant sa standard. There's that prevailing risk of foodborne illness. No? Okay? So, pag na-distribute sa market, this can put a significant strain on healthcare kapag nagkakos talaga siya ng foodborne illness. Thus, resulting to more investment on health infrastructures that could have been totally avoided by just simply complying to food safety standards. So, ang dami mong save sana. So, may minimal investment ka on food safety that translates to a lot of cost saving. So, in honestly, in the industry, no, it's, it's, it is something of a hidden advantage or hidden incentive of complying to food safety. Because a lot of people think investing on food safety is just, is just a waste of money. But actually, if you were to monetize the results of just complying to food safety standards, it will garner you um, a lot of savings. No? More of cost avoidance, if, the, if I would term it correctly. No? Thank you for those insights, Ziggy. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, can you quickly summarize these thoughts? All right, sure. So, um, we've discussed the three major groups involved in food safety. No? So, I'll go with the first one, the consumers. No? So, for the consumers, I say purchase at your own risk would be the best um, 
best phrase to describe our ano our discussion here. It may sound a bit elitist for me to say this as at the moment kasi ang perce- perception natin ng food safety no is it's a premium for the food product. But as consumers, everyone we want everyone to be aware and demand for food safety to make it equitable for everyone. Yun yung aim. No? So with the added demand for safer food, we can ensure everyone gets safe food at an affordable price. Or price, sorry. So let's not rely too much on healthcare as our fallback if we were to fall ill from food. Minsan kasi, yan yung narinig ko, no? May, ay, may HMO naman ako. Sige, okay lang yan, no? Um... Foodborne illnesses are totally avoidable. Pwede mo siyang ma-avoid. No? And if we rely too much on health insurances, nakakaroon ng increase sa utilization, this translates to higher premiums later on. Kasi gamit ka nga ng gamit, napapansin nila, ay kailangan namin paasan na yung cost ng insurance premium nyo. Diba? Next are for the food businesses. Uh, the best phrase, something I've learned also while on the field, is to operate or sell at your own risk. No? So for food businesses, a little investment on food safety goes a long way. Especially for products that have a wide market reach. No? So by economies of scale, kasi, uh, these investments would be negligible. No? As simple as hand washing, kung may nakikita kayong, ay, labor time yan, sayang, dapat nakapag-produce na siya dyan or even proper temperature monitoring na simpleng thermometer ayaw nating investan, that would translate to a lot of losses later on. No? So, again, economies of sale, a simple investment such as hand washing for 20 seconds at routine intervals, no? especially for food businesses, would mean a lot of savings later on. Also, if you're thinking, eh, the government naman is not checking on us, eh, yung mga regulatory agencies, Keberan lang sa amin eh. We'll still continue what we're doing. No? Status quo. Again, operate at your own risk. No? So sabi nga nila, ignorance of the law excuses no one. And if in the event na nahuli nga kayo, let's say during post uh, market surveillance ng FDA, tapos wala pa ng CPR or Certificate of Product Registration yung produkto nyo, you might have a hard time resolving the conflict. Worse, baka ipaproduct recall pa kayo which are costly and can result to a bad reputation for your company. Lastly, now for the government. Mm, siguro ang pinakamagandang phrase for this one, regulate at your own risk. Uy, but I'm not saying no, na don't regulate and enforce. No, that's mandate nyo talaga yung regulation and enforcement. Eh. But more of like, be cautious of the different regulations that we are enforcing as this may become barriers to trade. So let's ensure that risk mitigation policies have undergone the proper risk impact assessments so that there's a balance between ensuring food safety and facilitating economic trade. And that was Ziggy Falonko, the Food Safety Risk Assessment Specialist of Winrock International. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Business Mirror BM Broderlook podcast. As always, we are grateful for your support. For suggestions and comments, please send us a message on at Business Mirror in Twitter with the hashtag BMPodcast. Many thanks to Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emanuel Arcalas for the technical and sound editing. 
This is Dennis Estopasi of the Business Mirror asking you to stay safe, stay strong, support each other, and be empowered. Catch you in the next episode. This podcast is brought to you by the Building Safe Agricultural Food Enterprises or the B-Safe project by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The B-Safe project is implemented by Winrock International in the Philippines in cooperation with the Department of Agriculture and the Food and Drug Administration. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the organizations they represent.